Welcome to the Dark Horse Podcast. My name is Cynthia McFarlane. I am a black female who was brought up in a white deprived area in Essex, East London, England. I discovered horses at a young age, but struggled to feel I belonged in the horse world. I aspired to be a barrister and succeeded in a predominantly white male profession. I later began dreaming of the freedom of riding horses whilst at court. I was driven to combine my passion for horses and my passion for law uh, to become the Dark Horse, aka Cynthia McFarlane, the equine mediator and barrister. Having overcome the odds as a black female to become a barrister in a predominantly white profession, I now faced the challenge of working as a black lawyer in the horse world, where black people struggle to find acceptance in riding schools, racehorse stadiums and polo clubs to name just a few. The purpose of this podcast is really to encourage a black child or an adult of any background, in fact, who has the passion to ride horses or wants that freedom, to empower them, to give them a sense of belonging, and hopefully uh, to build a conversation which leads to governing bodies making significant changes in the industry, providing a legacy for the next generation family. Welcome to the Dark Horse podcast. I'm Cynthia McFarlane and this is episode three. So, I want to ride a horse turned into, I want riding lessons, plural. But understandably, my mother could not afford riding lessons alone. To be honest, she also had the bad fortune of being saddled, no, that wasn't intentional, with a daughter who not only wanted to be a barrister, but who wanted to play the piano because, of course, if the piano wasn't bought, I might not become the concerto pianist that I would be destined to be, or if I didn't have those further dance lessons, I may be prevented from becoming that professional dancer. I must have been a terrible child. Why didn't I throw in missing a chance of becoming that famous equestrian too? The great thing though was as an active child, I would get the chance of being exposed to riding through Girls' Brigade and numerous summer camps, even if it wasn't on a consistent basis. I remember vividly the first time I actually got to ride a horse. Princess. Thanks to a Girls' Brigade summer camp, I shouldn't have been given her, but the instructor said that there were no others left for a beginner. She was a feisty grey mare. Are you seeing a pattern yet? I was mesmerised with her. I quickly discovered that she had my personality, my character. We had this instant connection, and I remember the instructor being surprised I was able to, in his words, control her. I remember thinking to myself that she was easier than I had been led to believe. At the time, I felt that it was simply that we understood each other. Inevitably, this hasn't always been my experience of horse riding. But I left the hack that day with the widest smile, which took all day to leave me. And sometime later, after saving up money from working age 14, I plucked up the courage to approach my local riding school to start riding properly. But growing up in a white area, 
No one looked like me. No one approached me. And no one talked to me. I lingered outside for a while, peering in. But my immediate sense was that I did not belong. A couple of years later, I went to the riding school again. This was, by the way, the only riding school for miles. But this time, even before I reached the office about taking riding lessons, someone said, we're full. They never even asked about my riding ability, my level, or whether I wanted to be added to the waiting list. Again, I left the riding school feeling that I did not belong. I would spend my holidays abroad horseback riding, whether it be through nature, in the many woods of Europe, on the beaches of Jamaica, and through the Caribbean Sea. Through all this, I gained the confidence to return to that riding school as an adult and learn to ride, in inverted commas, properly. My long-suffering mother was no doubt relieved by this. I found that the adults around me would not engage with me, but I was not going to let their feelings or their views that I did not belong stop me, because the feeling that I had when riding was electric. I had desperately wanted to join the riding club, but felt by the reception I received in and around the riding school during my lessons that this would be one step too far for me. I rectified this later, though, when I moved to be with my husband in West London. Despite still being the only black rider at the riding school, I finally went on to realise my childhood dream of joining the riding club and compete in dressage and show jumping competitions. To that one person listening to this podcast, I want to say to you, whatever your background Whatever your adversity, don't let anyone make you feel you don't belong somewhere you want to be. Go compete to the top of your game. The views, information and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely my own and do not represent those of people, institutions or organisations that I may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated.